So I'm microwaving some leftovers, and the microwave just stopped. I have a granola bar, and I have a short stack of ginger snacks. I think you sound like you're ready to go. Hell yeah. Uh, snacks. I have a granola bar and a tumbler full of water, so that's what we're going with. I have a big mug full of some fruit punch, crystallite fruit punch. I like crystallite. It's very good. Sitting in my I could use, but... I, I go through phases I where I'll go, like, months and months without ever touching it, and then just for a couple months, like, i got to have it every day. <laughs> and I'm back. CJ, who's muted? Yes, I'm going to mute myself again so I can go take the dog out. And grab my phone charger, Jesus Christ. Looking at the looking at the waveform, our levels are looking pretty good, so that's good. Yay, that's good. Unlike last session, I was somehow quiet again for some reason. I don't know what changed. And it was, like, not for the whole thing, too. Like, it happened... I'm pretty sure the reason for the partway through was because I had muted myself manually with the dial, and then I just put it back up all the way. Mm. Uh, As it is now, I have since moved my soundboard from the top of my desk to a pegboard on the side of my desk, and it's just tied to the side of my desk so I don't bump into it. Because I'm working from home now, for the time being. So I I needed to make sure my desk was as clean as possible, because a messy desk is a messy mind. Which, when I'm just gaming at home, that's not a big deal. But if I'm trying to get actual work done, it's important that my desk is clean. <laughs> yes. Um, I I wish I could work from home, but I would have the same problems working from home as I do working at the spy of the chiropractor. Yeah, I, I normally do okay working from home. Because I know how my brain works for the most part, so I can just set myself up and really focus... And I do okay, but I'm still adjusting because my job normally isn't at home. I yeah, so you probably it's like some equipment that you're used to having that you don't have. Yeah, and, and because my job is like inspecting the dimensions of physical parts, like how in the what can I do from home? Well, there's plenty of projects and cleaning up of old data and paperwork that I can do from home that I'm currently working on. So you can just take things home piece by piece, <laughs> measure it, and bring it back. My coworkers definitely um, joked about that. We're like, "Oh, just you know, take the the robot with you." I'm like, "This thing weighs half a ton. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's not cheap or easy to move, and then it needs to be calibrated. And my garage isn't even like temperature controlled, and I'm not even sure the concrete's thick enough. Like, <laughs> if you really want something, no matter how heavy it is, we give it a shot. Okay." Now, one of my pieces of equipment I absolutely could take home. There's a thing called a ferro arm that I work with. Let me just bring it up and put it. Ferro as in, like, ferric? No, no, F-A-R-O. I think it's uh, an acronym. It's the name of the company. Oh, okay. Copy image. 
paste image and send. This thing. That's a tiny yeah. image. That's a small image. But it gets the idea through. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so you're precisely measuring the dimensions of that thing? Uh with that thing, yeah. It's it's a it, with that, that thing. That's the that's the tool. Uh here's here's a picture of it in use by from their like marketing stuff. So that that's what that is. So you have the machine itself, the arm, and so it's got uh seven axes of servos that are not driving, they are merely sensing. And so <laughs> through those seven axes you move it it knows where it is in space. Exactly. So through some oh, com- some complex math that knows exactly where the probe is in space and then you can measure the geometry of a physical part. And then that mm-hmm. that thing on the table is the eighth axis, which is a turntable you can use. Hmm. So it's a pretty nifty device. And I mean, clearly you also used it with like a laptop sitting right next to it that could easily get crushed by whatever you're measuring. Well, Yes, but in any case, your your work should not be unsecured. <laughs> Generally speaking, it's like taped or bolted or something. On the ridiculousness of marketing photos, sometimes. Yeah, well, to be honest, that's not super unreasonable to how I use it. I don't inspect works quite that large, but yeah, my laptop really is that close. Which I actually took home because it's the only laptop, it's the only computer available to me that I can bring home that has some sort of graphics driver in it. And it was only intended to be used for use with this Pharaoh arm, because they were supposed to get me a new laptop that had the graphics requirement, but, you know, because the virus, they got delayed. It was supposed to be delivered like 13 days ago, and it just didn't. So So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make, I'm going to make lemons out of lemonade. I have this laptop. I'm just going to do everything I can to set it up to be like a good daily work machine. Mm-hmm. It was not set up for that. But the Firearm's a pretty cool device. I'm still learning it. I'm not as used to this. But it's a it's a cool thingy. That makes sense. All it's right. also got a laser ring. So I can 3D scan parts with it. Hmm. That's what I'm assuming it was designed for. Well, very much so, uh, yes, because I took, like, a 101 class on how to use it, and the entire class was on how to use the 3D scan data with the software. And I was Mm. like, you know the 3D scan data is, like, an order of magnitude less accurate than the probe data. So, like, nice. So, all of the engineers that I'm inspecting stuff for, they always want me to use the probe data, but the software is, like, really well equipped for interpreting scan data as opposed to probe data. So, it's like, ugh. Because <laughs> the scan data is like a mesh, it creates, a, like, an STL file, as opposed to the probe data are just point, is a point cloud. And it doesn't like point clouds as much as it likes meshes. But, whatever. It works. Um, depending on how. It's in the computer, that makes a whole lot of sense, because, like, matrices are super easy, but the point cloud could be just, like, a list of references. Yeah, and I'm still getting the hang of the software. It can do point clouds just fine. It's just a very different beast than interpreting meshes. It's got all kinds of cool features, like uh, heat maps and stuff, so you can just... What they advertise is that you can basically just take a work, take your CAD model... 3D scan mm-hmm. the part, it'll automatically smash the mesh into the CAD model, and then you can just output like a heat map and a couple dimensions, and it's like easy peasy. 
But oh, there's a that's couple, actually really cool. It is really cool, but there's a couple main flaws that I'm finding with the laser. And for one, the accuracy is a concern. Uh, and mm-hmm. and for two, if you're dealing with parts that are symmetrical in any way, there's more than one way to solve the math. And so it doesn't always attach those two things very well. And so far, I've been mostly inspecting things that are fairly symmetrical. So it's like been fucking up all the laser scan stuff. I'm like, okay, this is not an ideal situation because all of the sample pieces they had in the class were very much not symmetrical parts. <laughs> so it would have a lot of issues if you gave it like a sphere. Uh, well, sphere would probably work because that's like perfectly symmetrical. The problem is when you have things that are partially symmetrical. Oh, like a cylinder or something? Or something more complex. Like, hell, even the picture uh, in this, like this uh, engine block, if you were to... It's got enough unique features on it, but assume that it was just the two pairs of cylinders on that block, and then on... Or if it was, like, a third one on the bottom, so it actually did have some radial symmetry. Yeah, so it was, like, three-way radial symmetry, but one of those holes... Or, or one of those cylinder patterns had, like, some bolt hole patterns on the top. It, it wouldn't... Because the vast majority of the mesh could solve three different ways, it doesn't actually care enough about those bolt hole patterns to solve it correctly. So oh. it could go any which way. That's not how it works? <laughs> well, it, I think the math it's solving, because it doesn't know which features matter and which don't, it, yeah, it, it cares because some of some of the outlying data could be like a fixture. It could be your plate that you're measuring against, or it could be like uh, an error in the scanning. So I think it weights like the average more than anything. So hmm. because the vast majority of it fits in any of these three ways, if one side has a couple really tiny features that are slightly different, it won't necessarily know to care enough about those to solve correctly. And I've been running into a lot of issues like that because I've got a lot of round things and things that are like the the part the the product is like an octagon shape, so it's radially symmetrical eight ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so it's been a problem. So I got to use the probe more. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. But it's a neat thing. And then also the the math of the geometry behind all of that is a whole other beast. I need to deal with. I need to talk to. It's actually a pretty important part of my job to translate how the the machines do the math to mechanical engineers because the mechanical engineers, you know, deal with their own world. <laughs> yeah. In terms of actual measurement of things, it's a whole separate piece of math that they don't really give a shit about until they start mm-hmm. looking at results and they're like, okay, explain to me this how this works. <laughs> yeah. Why am I getting this result? And yeah. You go, of course, and of course you, of course, go. I have no idea because I don't know how you got there. And well, if I'm the one measuring it, then I can I can give them that. Oh, okay. So like another example is um, if you're measuring the flatness of a plane, like the flatness mm. number doesn't necessarily mean a whole much a whole bunch because it's like the difference between the highest point and the lowest point. But sometimes yeah. they want to know the shape, and so like, mm. all right, well, what kind of shape is it? Now. I know there's mathematical terms for this, but no one uses the mathematical terms. <laughs> they always go, yeah. is it a taco? Is it a Pringle? <laughs> like, what are we talking here? So that's pretty funny. Mm. Right. It's Roll20.net. Roll20.com brings you to a very different site. What is Roll20.com? Redirects to some random thing. 
Oh, uh, oh, because I misspelled it. I roll twenty dot coom. Maybe I spelled it wrong. It's trying real hard. There it is. Dicelogger.com. Create a free shareable log for visibility and accountability when rolling your 1d10. Yeah. What? What? Well, apparently you can change it. Because someone rolled a d20 and got a 14. The fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what this is. Pretty nice. My HP roll. The first three. Yep. What? Oh, no. Number five, number four, number three. I mean, I could <laughs> vaguely understand a purpose for this. It's like, uh, all right, well, we're on a Discord call. Let's all let's roll something, and then everyone's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, but if like someone else. <laughs> is elsewhere rolling something. Like, you would need a unique identifier for your role, and I just feel like that would be very, very complex. I I agree. That that seems weird. I don't understand. I think this made sense in someone's head. Yeah. And then when they tried doing something, it felt some social media type thing for rolling? I guess. Because everything needs to have social media component to it. Yes. The, for some reason. The internet of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Is that a blog? I think, blog? I think so. Or it's a Twitter page. I don't remember. But the whole point of that that thing, that account, is to... Post every. It is both a Twitter account and a blog. Okay, I'm sure the Twitter is is just to advertise the blog, but if I remember correctly, it's just to bring up all of the new devices that are coming out that are Wi-Fi enabled that don't need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of garbage that has internet enabled in some way, and it's so annoying. The Nest is on here. That's a load of crap because Nest has actually been pretty useful. Yeah, that's actually a good thing because it's the ability to like control the environment of your house from a distance, like. That's not yeah. a bad thing. Now, when you're talking about, like, a Bluetooth-enabled toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi-enabled dog feeder. Just feed your dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah, but, I mean, this one's got a pretty cute sheep on it. I mean, I'm always down for a cute sheep. I'm in. I, I'm complete 180 on that. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, let me flip you back around because it's $180. Okay, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> If some rich YouTuber wants to make that happen, then I won't stop them, but I'm not buying it. Yeah. Device basics. Yeah, see, that's my problem. My big problem with, like, this internet of shit. Like, security. Well, like, right. The problem with the Philips, the, like, the Philips Hue bulbs, they didn't have a Wi-Fi receiver. They had a transmitter. So they were broadcasting a Wi-Fi signal that you could jump onto. Yeah. Which which is stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I realize that, like, it practically would be difficult for a light bulb to, like, jump onto your Wi-Fi if you need to put a password in. But, like, there's got to be a better way. Like, Bluetooth chips are, are, like, simple as shit. So you can Bluetooth to an app and then have it connect to the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth to a private URL. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's always something. Like there are better ways. There are better ways of doing it than let me broadcast a Wi-Fi signal for this bulb. <laughs> so I have like, you know, twelve fucking Wi-Fi signals in my house. Yeah, some people just make some fucking garbage. Yeah. What the hell is this thing? Is this a Wi-Fi enabled light switch? It is a Wi-Fi enabled light switch. Uh, it has four buttons on it. Oh, and even better, you can remove it so it's a remote. <laughs> okay, no, I I have Wi-Fi switches in my house, but four buttons and you say one button. It's a switch. <laughs> it turns off and yeah. on the light. Yeah, yeah. No, it has a specific button for on, which has a little light that has the little lines coming out of it, and then off is the light without the lines, and then it has an up and down arrow, I guess, to be able to adjust brightness if your bulbs can handle that. I mean, I, I guess... Can handle I, that. I'm assuming they all can. I mean, um, to a degree, I think all LEDs can. I Mine are not enabled yeah. for that. They're really simple, just on-off switches, which I yeah. only got because I ha- moved... In October, I moved into a three-story home, hmm. and so rather than going up and down the stairs to shut everything off, I can just tell Amazon, shut off all the lights, and it'll shut off the living room and the garage. But Yeah, that's handy. That is handy, but I also haven't um, replaced all of the switches in the house yet, because it turns out it's not quite that simple. No, because they need to be wired differently than just power. Uh, well, some of them can be just power. It, uh, so there's there's... Two main hangups I've had with this. One, multi-switch panels. That, that's, yep. that's been a problem. So I, I, yep. I realized very quickly that only a couple of the switches in my house are single switch. And two, mm-hmm. uh, the difference between a two-way switch and a three-way switch. Because mm. a two-way switch turns off and on one light. A three-way switch is when you have multiple switches for a light system. Yeah. And so my stairway, so yeah, my stairway are three-way switches because I, I you have a yeah. light at the bottom of the stairs, at the yeah, front door, the and light. at the top of the stairs that control those two lights. And then similarly yeah. in the kitchen, uh, one of the lights in the kitchen is a two-way switch, whereas the other two are one-way switches. But it's also on a multi-light panel, so yeah. <laughs> so I have to get this weird hodgepodge of okay, I need to get a three uh, three-switch panel. One of them's a three-way switch. Two of them are one-way switches, and then the front door has two switches on it, and one of them's two-way, the other one's three-way, and it's just a nightmare. It's way more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be get the switch, plug it in. That was only true for like two of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think the Internet of Shit website are products that they actually approve of aside from the smart feeder which only has like three stars <laughs> like going through it they're like yeah this thing is really this like wi-fi enabled light switch is kind of cool yeah i, I didn't want a li- wi-fi light switch when i was on like a single floor apartment because i can just yeah. go shut that all off but now now that I, that i am in a three story it actually makes a little bit of sense to do it that way there it is there's a whole subreddit oh yeah I'm not surprised. That's a Reddit for everything. Yeah. Kind of like how, yeah, really how we used to say there was an app for that. There's a Reddit for that. Oh, yeah. There's a Reddit for everything. <clears throat> you know, one... I'm going to change the subject really quick. I'm on World Anvil, mm-hmm. and I swear, every time I mm-hmm. come into World Anvil, there's some new feature. 
Like, <laughs> they're updating this so often and so fast. It's amazing. Hmm. Like, they just added this bow and arrow symbol that seems to be a way to... It, it's basically a search bar for your... Or a quick search bar for your articles. So if I just mm-hmm. want to look up uh, Mr. Honorable, mm. it should just let me go there. So let me just open a new window. I haven't used this yet. Let's just find out. Uh, um, Apparently Rob's having issues connecting to the voice. Oh, yeah, I mean... Shit happens. What? The first smart connected real flame candle. What? The what now? (laughs) It is a Bluetooth enabled candle. Excellent. Why? You can light up a real scented candle that will ignite automatically. I added the auto part on there. Um, Each candle can burn up to 40 hours. can be relit at any time. Um, it has a patent in the United States, Japan, Europe, and Israel because there is a patent for literally anything, even anything that you thought of yet. Uh, there's a patent for it because someone else thought of it. Uh, yes. Choose uh, your scent. You can pick a scent. Wait, can you just change the scent on the fly, though? Is it? it it's like an actual like wax candle. Uh, it appears to be an actual wax candle. What the actual fuck? I would assume it's yeah. an oil candle. It's just got like, okay, smart candle. What the fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just get you guys the link. Yeah, there there's so many that. questions here. Is this right? Is this Ladella? Candle touch. Okay, I just yeah. I just googled smart candle and I found a website called Ladella, which is like uh, a whole no. separate thing. Yeah. Uh, apparently a bunch oh, of people God. were like, hey, this is a thing that exists. And they're like, look, we got put on their website. Smart connected, real flame. Fragrances for your choice. So it has a bunch of fragrances. Candles are magical. I mean, not really. We kind of know how they work. I mean, I don't know. They could oh. be lying to us. Oh, hold on. Let me read the copy. Candles are magical. They have existed for thousands of years, and they are considered to have mystical and relaxing benefits. Oh, Candles that's what they mean. for celebrations, romance, spiritual purposes, to light up your dinner table, or just for a calming experience. Oh, they mean literally magic. Yeah. N- not yeah. as in, a, oh, we don't know how the fuck this works, so magic. Yeah. But no, yes. no, no, this is a... Candle, candle Touch is the next evolution of the experiencing having all the benefits of a real scented candle with an easy-to-use magical effect. And it's a person doing a pretty bullshit yoga pose next to a bunch of the candles. And they did a really... I I, I saw that photo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can light up to ten candles simultaneously with the app. But why? Uh, there are replaceable wax refills, so you can't just change the scent on demand. No, but if you buy a ton of these things, which... Uh, let's look at the project... Um, how much do you need to pledge to get one? Fifty bucks? Yeah. We'll retail for eighty dollars for one. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean regular candles are pretty expensive to begin with, but Jesus fuck. No. Oh. Oh. There are three basic colors and two limited edition ones. Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah. Even fiber and wood are the limited edition ones. <laughs> 
the fun part is, is when this company inevitably folds, um, there are a lot of people uh, involved in this. Um, <clears throat> when this company inevitably folds, uh, you're not going to be able to replace the candles in there. Okay, you know what I want to see? You know how in romantic movies, when when someone's doing like a big like sexy gesture, they have like a hundred candles in the bedroom. Like, okay, that's oh, you're do like clap clap, and they all fucking light at once. Exactly. Like, how <laughs> sick would that be? That would be incredible. Because every time I see a bunch of candles everywhere, I I really hate it. Because first, it's like okay, that's a fire hazard. Two, it takes forever to light that many candles. Jesus, like that would take see, a very bed, long time. Even, even better if you did the clap and they just like lit over a period of time, like, going around the room. Like, it took, like, ten seconds for them to just, like, circle the room lighting. That would be fantastic. So it just creates, like, this whole spot, like, a wave of flames. Yes. Oh, that would be phenomenal. That would be so cool. I know I would be seduced. <laughs> right. Ken, we're starting a Kickstarter for this. We've got, like, a month to figure it out. <laughs> we, we don't even market it for magic. Like, no, 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 it's just a spice up the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Because we can, guys. <laughs> this will revolutionize the rom-com industry. Exactly. And what are you like, going to name it? Uh, ooh, that's an important the part. Rom candle. Since you can't use the uh, clapper. Rom candle. Rom candle? Yeah. yeah. R- romantic candle. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, like, oh, you want to lead someone to the bedroom? Just parade a trail of candles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go a step further. That's a pretty big fire hazard. Don't worry about it. Well, yes, it is. It's but, not like having 100 candles in the room is in a fire house. It 100% Don't is. Your investors. Smoke, you'll, like, smoke yourself out of the room. I, I don't know. Don't what, to the investors. I don't know what it's called, but, like, Catholics will do, like, uh, they'll do prayer candles. That's what they're called. I don't know if you've ever uh, been to a prayer or stood in front of a prayer candle thing, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be surprised how intense 100 candles can be. Oh yeah, because I went. No, to, that's like a lot of heat too. It no, really is. Because I went to uh, a Catholic garden in Oregon, in Portland. That was. I mean, it was, it was kind of pretty, but I, uh, and I, I'm not Catholic. I didn't grow up Catholic. I don't know how the fuck this works. But they apparently will like light a candle, put a prayer on it, and then. So that's what the, those Jesus candles that you see in the store are for. They're not just candles. Like those are Catholic things. You're supposed to light it, put a prayer in it, and then put it on a little metal shelf, and. I went to this garden, and even though it was outside, because it was a metal shelf and it was covered to prevent rain from putting them out, this metal shelf just kind of became like this convection heat gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I stood in front of it, I was just hit with this, like, wall of heat, and I was like... Oh. I have no idea what just happened. Uh, it sounded like someone was ripping a bong. That was me pouring... Lid full of cashews. Oh, okay. Into a bong. <laughs> Into a bong, yes. <laughs> Light it up. <laughs> hey, listen, they gotta get their fix somehow. It's an excellent source of protein and an excellent high. Mm. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um. Oh, there it is. Okay. Wait, you don't want to get high on nuts? Ian? Uh, no, I usually do something else than that. Oh. That's fair. What the fuck is going on with my phone? Jesus. <laughs> okay, here's a picture from the actual garden in Portland. So they oh, okay. so got this little yep. pit carved into the side of a cliff, which is kind of awesome, because that's like 50 feet tall. That's It's actually pretty cool, but... 
But next to it is this covered prayer candle shelf. And that because it's covered by metal to, like, first not catch on fire and to prevent rain from getting on it because it's uh, outside. It reflects a bunch of heat. He reflects a shitload of heat. So I stood in front of that. And there's two of them. There's one on the left, too. And I stood in front of that and was just hit by a wall of heat. Uh, and it just smelled like a burning wax. And you know how, like, like candle air just feels a little humid, but it's melted wax? It was, like, I immediately took several steps back. I went, oh, goddamn. <laughs> People have to put on, like, one of those fire suits just to be able to put a candle on there. Yeah. Oh, I think people just get in there really quick. If you're quick, you're usually pretty yeah. good with fire. But, like, jeez. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, they sold yeah. those at the at the gift shop right next to it. Oh, of course they did. And they're, like, five bucks. Not even that bad. So, you know, if you want to follow the ritual, that's a thing you can do. I didn't. But my wife's sister is, is Catholic, so she was very happy to be there. <clears throat> I see. Um, <sighs> quick question. Mm-hmm. Amy, are you muted or are you actually being quiet? Um, a combination of the two. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did laugh really hard at the nuts comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Because that's true. Ian and I both listened to that earlier, and they're like at the very beginning of the session, there was a moment where you unmuted and went, "Oh God." <laughs> I've been muted for the past five minutes and thought <laughs> you were ignoring me. No, this time I I well I forgot I was muted, but I was also being quiet, so it's okay. Okay, I wasn't talking the whole time. It, it's just good to make sure because we don't we don't want you to feel hated. <laughs> God, these guys really don't like me. Eh? Like, I mean, they say they like me, but Jesus. <laughs> Rob's restart. No, instead I was doing a, a Buzzfeed test at getting angry at them because it was. Uh, build a burrito, and it will tell you how tall we are, 100% accurate, and they they got they guessed short for me. So. Why the fuck are you on BuzzFeed doing quizzes? <laughs> but I want to take this quiz. No. Uh, give me a second, I can get the link. <laughs> and why wouldn't I be on BuzzFeed doing quizzes? Because That's they're trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they're like, it's like, hmm, like trash TV. You know? Okay, it, it's an you excuse to, to shut off your brain and just have a good time. Fucking yeah. at last. <laughs> he lives! MTV of the internet. We can hear you. Yay! Yay! Alright, here we go. Pick a base. A gluten-free tortilla? Really? Flour. <laughs> Full? Thank you very much. Ugh. We're gonna have to have a chat about this. Alright, pick a protein. Grilled vegetables. I realize they have protein in them, but come on. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it was better with commentary. D- depends on the vegetable. <laughs> it doesn't say. It says vegetables. I, I share. No steak. Shrimp would be interesting. I don't think I've ever had shrimp at a burrito. Now time for some toppings. Well, fucking all of them. Like, why do I have to pick one of these? This is the part that upset me so much. I'm like, yeah. The answer is yeah. yes to these toppings. Like, Peppers, lettuce, onion, and cheese. Yeah. Um, I suppose if I, like, the one I would be most Wrong. disappointed to not have, I suppose would be the peppers. Add some more toppings. Fuck cilantro. Um, oh, I, okay. I guessed 5-8 for me, and that is very I'm going incorrect. with pico de gallo. Salsa, spicy. Actually, no, I don't like spicy salsa. I usually do medium salsa. Yeah, mediums is my go-to. Yeah. Um, guac. And last but not least, where is your favorite place to eat a burrito? 
Um, I have no idea what Moe's Southwest Grill is. Oh, Moe's is great. It's Moe's. Yeah, I've seen one. Same. That must be a regional thing. Gross. Yeah, Probably. so it's either Chipotle or a local place, and I'm going to go with local place. Uh, apparently, I, I, I am five foot inch. I would say Moe's over Chipotle every time. Uh, I got five eight. I am, I am, I am six foot even, maybe six one. I don't know. I, I am a whole five three, and I'm furious they stole those two inches from me. <laughs> that uh, yes, you should right. be furious. Um, a burrito, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you see, Ken, they're they're. I don't want to say good, but they're entertaining at the very. Especially with friends. <laughs> There's a whole genre on YouTube over that where a bunch of people get in a Discord call and do trashy uh, quizzes and laugh at them. Um, I don't care if the tortilla's gluten-free, but I'm not picking that picture on principle. I know it looks like a piece of naan. And who would have a burrito in? Hard shell corn tortilla. That makes no sense. No, they make soft shell corn tortillas. Yeah. I really hate soft corn tortillas. They are only good hard. Corn tortillas in general, but yeah, I'm, I took I'm, it again and I got five six. It's you got shorter. I got shorter. Wait, <laughs> now I kind of want to do it again. Just yeah, a little bit <laughs> shorter than I actually. It's a different thing. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Flour tortillas, beans. All I did is change one thing. Peppers. You hear the guy? Ooh. I'm going through again. Medium salsa. These are important questions Both that he's answering. I don't think I've ever oh, been given God. the option of. No, nope. okay, it's the same thing. Bye bye. I got again. What the fuck? <laughs> I answered the same thing, so it, it's not just a random thing. I went completely different. Oh. Everything was different. Five eight. I changed one thing. I changed one. It's still three inches on me. Mine's like a full like foot off. I am just shy of six feet. Not quite. I hit six feet when I wear shoes. Tall. So happy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a whole <laughs> six inches taller than Ian. I'm going to try again. I'm just picking there random some things. There that were just you like, know what? We don't want to play D&D anyway. Let's just do BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> Well, if I pick the shittiest burrito I can think of, it gives me 6-2. I got 5-8. Tall people have bad taste in burritos. That's what that is. Wow. What I is... resent that. I know, right? I went with the gluten-free tortilla. Me too. Vegetables. Oh, I didn't think Lettuce, that. cilantro, no salsa, no condiments, and Taco Bell, and it gave me 6-2. Well, I went with all of the, like, fatty, traditionally male quote unquote choices and it gave me five ones so I give up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just nonsensical. Yeah. And, and the tag the tagline on this link is life is a burrito full. I don't what were I they did going not for? Even notice that. That's a reach. <laughs> That's a reach, right? Like what are they even going life for? Life is beautiful. Oh and S T questions from nineteen twenty six. If the For first... each set, which three are the most closely related? You know what? Maybe we should play D and D. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be here all night just <laughs> digging into the wide world of BuzzFeed articles. 
Although that could be a separate podcast. That could be fun. I know, right? It's the wild world of uh, BuzzFeed. Oh, we could go through, like, those um, five-minute bullshit, like, food hacks that are, like, not even... So, like, there's a YouTube channel gonna... that goes that debugs all that shit. There is one that I know of that does it, and she's, she's like, a professional baker. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking of the exact same person. The, the channel is How to Cook That. She's like she's like a New Zealand uh, food scientist, and she is wonderful. She is amazing, and she's like, well, they made these like one of them. It was like, yeah, there's a cake here, but like to get it to rise and be fluffy like that, you need baking powder, and they don't put it in there. Yeah, I also love that like she get she goes through all these life hacks, and very frequently there's a correct and equally easy way to do it, and the way that they, they show, show it. the way that they show is actually like unsafe. And impractical. And she's like, you know, you yeah. can very easily just make, like, a caramel cookie or a caramel wafer. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't even hard. Like, Why hack this? Microwave this thing for ten minutes, and every single time, like, three minutes in, it's, like, boiling over and burning and, like, <laughs> almost on fire. And she gets, like, five minutes in. She's like, yeah, I don't want to catch my microwave on fire, so I'm just going to stop this right now. The worst one I saw was when they were suggesting you pour caramel over uh, an egg beater to, like... Yes, I saw that! To, to try and create some sort of caramel string, which, which I guess is a yeah. legitimate, like, decoration or garnish that you put on desserts. But because yeah. melted caramel is, like, hotter than boiling water, you just burn the shit out of yourself, and it doesn't even necessarily give you the result you want. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't harden fast enough. Like, you'd have to do it outside in, like, like negative 10 Fahrenheit for it to probably work. Yeah, I like the way she tested it, too. She's like, I, I, I'm going to make a cardboard box with some cling wrap on the outside. And keep in mind, cling wrap <laughs> is strong enough to withstand boiling water. And she just yeah, she tried it, it in this box, and it just melted right through the cling wrap. And she's like, yeah, yeah. this would give you second or third degree burns. Don't do this. This yeah. is downright and dangerous. Like, uh, cling wrap melts at, I think, like 250 or 260, I think is what she said. Yeah, yeah like a hair above boiling water. Yeah, and it, like, burns through it, and she's like, yeah, that would hurt. That'd fuck you up. <laughs> so, kind of burns, um, my wife, whose living depends on her hands, um, today burnt her fingers really badly because she was making a quiche, and she opened the oven, and in her mind was opening the fridge. Oh, no. And she laid her hand down on a 400-degree surface. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, that's terrible. It's on the inside. Yeah. It's inside. We heard that. Yeah. Very nasty. Right. I think she was just trying to get out of moving boxes. <laughs> that was a bit extreme. It worked. I mean, I and suppose. It did. <laughs> and my 13-year-old son also got out of it by uh, disappearing and taking a 45-minute long shower at the moment <laughs> I was about to start work. So. Of course. I hate them all, and I'm going to kill them. <laughs> I feel like... Nobody uh, could have to spend this much time with their family. <laughs> yeah, right? That's why my parents live in the apartment below me. That's why I moved out. Yeah, my parents are 45 minutes away. Uh, if I could afford to move out, I would, but I can't, so... I, I moved to another continent to, away from the rest of my family. <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoy spending time with my family. I, I, I yeah, I don't hate my family that much. <laughs> Most people I know do. 
it, it seems like far more normal to like be really annoyed by your family. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I definitely don't hear my family, but my sisters and I definitely get along a lot better now that we don't live in this. Oh yeah, totally get along with my brother way better uh, since he moved out. Oh well, yeah, the fucker lives in San Diego, and I don't get to see him anymore. Yeah, growing up, I I fought with my middle brother a lot, but now we get along pretty well. Yeah, <clears throat> so I've got two younger sisters, and the middle one, um, we used to fight real bad when we were younger, and now we actually can like have civil conversations. So that's exactly, cool. I am exactly the same, but with brothers. <laughs> I don't feel like I hardly know my youngest brother. He's like nine years younger than I am. No, we're all really see. We're all really close in age. My Middle sister is only a, like almost two years younger than me, and the youngest is almost is three years younger than me. My understanding is my parents didn't exactly intend to have a third kid, but just went with it. <laughs> yeah, that happened to a friend of mine. He is, uh, I think, eleven years younger than his closest sibling. Oh God. Yeah, my mom was telling me that she was having a talk with my youngest brother. It was like he he feels kind of distant from his two older brothers because of that huge age gap. Mm. which sucks it makes me feel guilty like i should spend more time with my youngest brother i don't know him that well <laughs> mm. yeah my brother is my youngest sister than i do with the middle one but hey how about some D D? yeah we said that <laughs> uh, i don't think we're a D D podcast guys <laughs> well uh, Yes, this whole behind-the-scenes is a separate podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% be- believe that, because, and it took only until, like, I feel like the last, it was only mentioned, like, a couple behind-the-scenes ago for DNR, where I think it was Jasper was saying, like, this is a separate podcast. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. That's why I asked it for it to be posted, because it's, like, just the banter is is its own genre of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Just, it happens to be... the kind of stuff that you put on when you're trying to fall asleep. Yeah, like, this is a legitimate form of podcasting. It's just incidental to D&D. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just accidentally post the second podcast. Yep. Marker. I really need to stop procrastinating on editing. Now that I have yeah. Animal Crossing, I'm just going to do that this weekend. <laughs> might want to start with us. See, that would be a good Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm kind of sitting here not doing anything. I will also start recording. Oh, I've been recording this whole thing. I know, but this isn't important, so the actual show is worth recording. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we're 45 minutes into this record. Oh, God. Sounds about right. Yeah, because we got on a little bit after the planned time, and that's now nearly an hour after our start time, which is never actually the start time. Mm-hmm. That's just when we get in the call. The actual start time was practically speaking about four o'clock. <laughs> four o'clock my time. Yeah, so about five minutes from now. Yeah. See, yep. it, it all worked out, all according to plan. We we, we got our chat, we, we hung out for a bit, now we're going to play D&D. Uh, and I took, because we're like now two or three sessions in a row of not actually going through my, my intended notes, because you all took the initiative and I just went with it. <laughs> <laughs> You might actually force something upon us? Uh, well, it depends on how it goes. I just kind of go with the flow. So I just had to, like, cut my session notes from last session and put them into this session, and then my last session notes were just recording what happened. And so so that my, pre- my quote-unquote preparation today was just tr- refreshing myself on what happened. <laughs> so while I was catching butterflies and fish, I basically just took very detailed notes. 
It's been raining in game for like four days straight for me. <laughs> I only got it today. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's been getting nicer lately because we've hit spring officially. But yeah, it's normally pretty cold and rainy. I'm honestly getting a little sick of it. In summertime, Washington is actually pretty nice in the summer. It doesn't get too hot. The rain's fairly limited. It's just those. Win- it went. It's just from those winter months. <laughs> fifty degrees, fifty-five degrees to ten inches of snow to fifty-five degrees for me Oof. at the beginning of the week. It was awesome. Jesus. <laughs> it's been the mid to high seventies for me all week, and it felt eighty degrees today. I think uh, it's a full I think eight degrees time. right now for me. We've yet to break sixty. Fahrenheit or Celsius, Amy? <laughs> Celsius. Okay. Yeah. See, that's where I, that's about where I'm at. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, I was thinking like, wow, that's really cold. Google <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google every time I need to translate. That just doesn't happen. Okay. Well, I, mean, I have I have estimates because a friend of mine has lived in. Uh, Turkey and Vancouver, and now he's in Chile, so he's fully metric at this point. Yeah, I'm. I grew up during the metric switch in Britain, so my brain's fucked, and I totally <laughs> understood what Amy meant there because I do my low temperatures down around zero, and then somewhere around 15 Fahrenheit, I switch or 15 Celsius, I switch to Fahrenheit for the high temperatures. It, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. See, I have a very general understanding of Fahrenheit temperatures solely because we measure the temperature of pool water in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, am I? Ah, okay. So I'm like, oh yeah, okay, 65 is like cold to swim, like you know. Yeah, anything I, below that's chilly. All of my distances are in metric now because of my job, you know, is to measure things, and it's always in metric. But everything else, like weights and temperature, I have like no sense of. I uh, I'm from New England, so we measure a distance in travel. Time. I mean, <laughs> practically speaking, I still measure in travel time. <laughs> uh. Well, to the point of Portland is about half an hour away, and I have no idea how many miles. Wait, I might be able to figure it out. I mostly know, I know, mostly know the miles because that matters for if I'm biking there. So, like, I happen to know that the distance from my house to work is 16 miles because that's a 16-mile bike ride, and I measure that very closely. But my yeah. commute, because of traffic, is 16 miles is an irrelevant number. <laughs> You do need to know about travel time. You know, it's it's 45 mm-hmm. minutes in the morning. If there was no traffic, it would be 15 minutes. Yeah, where I think it's seven miles <clears throat> to the exit in Topsom, which is 31. Then Portland's, like, usually, like, the, the main part of Portland, I think, is six. So that's 25 plus seven, which is 32 miles. <laughs> Huh. I can do it. <laughs> all right. So has everyone got all their recording set up? Yes. Okay. Because I know everyone needed to turn that on. And Amy was turning on a light. Mm. Is it one of them Wi-Fi candles? <laughs> my help. Well, if she's going away to turn on, no. That's true. She'd have to go get a, a lighter first or something or a match. Okay, I'm back. Uh, okay, Wait, I was just speculating whether you were using a Wi-Fi candle to get a light. Yeah, no, no I was not. <laughs> okay, so so everyone's got all their recordings and everything set up. <clears throat> yep. Let me. Yes. Let me, ready to go. Let me sit up straight and clear my throat. 
Which I am I'm very self conscious about clearing my throat now because you know the thing. <laughs> oh, I know, right? The other day, because I had a table in my like, it's really dry in the bakery, and I just held it in and almost died instead. So I'm like, I'm not having that happen. It's totally normal for me in the mornings to be a little phlegmy, and so I spend like the first couple hours of my day just kind of clearing my throat and coughing a bit, and it's like it's not even in my lungs, but I'm super self conscious now, even at home, where I'm like, <laughs> and I'm waiting for my wife to be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> um. <clears throat> My boyfriend's mom was choking on water, and they almost sent her home because she was coughing. She's like, no, 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 just the wrong pipe. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a streamer joke about that, too, where he went to go take a drink of water and went down the wrong pipe, and, and everyone in chat was like, coronavirus, coronavirus. He's like, no, chat, it's not coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just choking on water. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly dying. From a smoker's Yeah, and now it's like an awkward time. And we're hitting spring, so like allergies are a thing to consider, which can get lead you yeah. to, to like blow your nose and get a little coffee. And it's like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's a bad time. People glare at me when I start hacking. And I just say, fuck you. Leave me alone. Yeah, now everyone will give you distance. If no one's honoring social distancing, well, that'll get you there. <laughs> just <go. laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, fun fact before I start with the, with the intro, I was trying to find the intro in the last session and what, immediately after doing the session, we ended up on a whole tangent about Amy being muted and, <laughs> and I, I thought I had completely forgotten the intro for last session, but no, it just got immediately derailed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is perfectly on brand. I'm tempted just to keep it because it's like, oh, you know what? You know, I said we were starting, but we're not. 